Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur and property investor. This week on Wealth Made Simple, I will be sharing with you some of the top traits and habits of wealthy people. And what's really important uh, for this conversation is that, in my experience, I'd say 90% of success is about mindset and habits, and 10% is about implementation of your goals and activities. Because once the mindset is right, and with the mindset you then fix the key habits, once you've got that sorted, uh, you're then more likely to do the things that you need to do. Uh, whereas most people, with the mindset that they, they may have, or some people, the mindset they may have, uh, is focused on either being unable to achieve things, sometimes perhaps being negative, sometimes perhaps uh, thinking about the downsides too much, uh, and sometimes dwelling too much in the past and how things have gone wrong. Whereas a positive or a growth mindset uh, is all about learning, development, improvement, uh, thinking tomorrow is and will be a better day than today and the past. Uh, so it's a, it's a very different approach uh, to take uh, and to get there is it's a journey. Uh, this doesn't happen overnight uh, because we, we're all a product of our own experiences, education, environment, upbringing, so on and so forth. So to undo those things uh, and create new habits is easier said than done. Uh, and this takes a long time, but those who are committed to improving, changing, uh, wanting to be more successful, whatever that may mean to everybody individually, uh, will do things. Uh, those who don't will sit there and will look for 101 excuses for why things can't be done uh, and uh, will always just sit there and complain. And I'm sure uh, because you've tuned into this uh, episode, you are one of the people who wants to have a positive mindset and wants to improve, increase uh, and have a more healthy and wealthy lifestyle. So with that, let's get cracking with the key habits and traits of successful and wealthy people. The first one, which I think is extremely important, uh, is they have single goal focus. And some people refer to this as laser focus uh, because successful people understand they can't do everything. They also understand that they need to prioritize the really important things that only they can do and the other things they either let go of or they delegate. Uh, whereas the majority of people tend to have a long to-do list or do list and it just keeps adding on and on and on in terms of more tasks being added on uh, and they can never catch up. That's because they are doing the tasks which are important, not so important, urgent, not so urgent, uh, and some are, for want of a better expression, below their pay grade, but they just do them because either they're used to doing them or they think it takes too long to train somebody else up uh, or there's some other reason why they maybe can't afford to employ somebody 
to do those tasks, uh, whatever the reason may be, they are overwhelmed by having too many things to do. So I think it's incredibly important to be single-minded and have a single focus uh, on the things that you really want to achieve. Or the, it could be just the one thing that you want to achieve. And with that, uh, we, I'm going to link that with what Warren Buffett used to do and talk about, which is the 525 rule. Uh, and he's, and to keep to simplify it, uh, he talked about listing out your top 25 goals and then prioritizing them uh, from 1 to 25, 1 being the most important to 25 being the least important. And then it says uh, the top 5, keep those. The other 20, get rid of them. And just focus on those five alone because then it gives you a clear focus, a clear direction uh, and you know exactly what you're looking to achieve. Uh, and that tends to work well. So if you're looking to achieve uh, different goals, prioritize them and see which ones are most important to you and then focus on those. So that's uh, a, a good way to move forward. And other people that, that I know uh, will either focus on one thing or what they will do is, is have three things that, that they uh, focus on. And sometimes these are specific goals. Sometimes these are things which are, which are functions. So they might uh, have a keen interest on sales, on marketing, on people development in their company. So they'll, they'll take charge of those three functions or departments yeah, and then leave the others to their team members. So it, it depends on how you want to see this in terms of the overall vision and direction or do you want to get more into the detail uh, and focus on certain activities. That's obviously totally up to you and every business is different, every person is different. So you need to obviously uh, decide what is most important to you at the, this particular time. Linked with that scene that we're talking about, uh, Warren Buffett, uh, successful people also invest carefully. So they make very careful investment choices, uh, which focuses on opportunities and the best potential return. And obviously this depends on what the investment activity or goal is. Are you investing in gold? Are you investing in silver? Are you investing in property? Are you investing in the stock market? Are you investing in as somebody else, something else, and everybody has different uh, goals and aspirations towards that. But I think it's incredibly important uh, that you focus very carefully on your investments. Let me give you a, an example. Uh, working obviously uh, a lot in the world of property, uh, you have some people who will buy, let's, let's talk about commercial property. They'll buy commercial property uh, and they won't always pay too much attention to the rental income uh, because they just want to buy a property because they want to increase their uh, portfolio. And they might get a 5% return, 6% return, 7%, so on and so forth. Yet the smart people okay, that I've seen will have a very clear number in terms of the return on investment they want every single year. Uh, and some will focus on minimum 10%. Others I've seen... Uh, work on 12 and a half, 15, sometimes even 20. Now, with 20, you've got to carve up a property uh, to increase the rental income. But I think 10 to 15% is achievable as long as you're smart about the whole thing. Uh, and this is where you make your money 
work harder for you because think about it if you buy a property for twenty thousand pounds and you're not diligent about the return in terms of the rental income and you're on a five five percent return your rental income is ten thousand pounds per year if you're smart about it and you think i'm looking for a 15 percent return uh then your rental income uh will be thirty thousand big difference between 10 and 30 uh, and there's lots of deals available out there by the way which give you a higher return alongside that then obviously you can think about how can i carve the property up uh change it around uh, break it into different uh, sections uh, to increase the rental income or the to change the layout or to extend a property but it obviously depends on your perspective we end we end up achieving what we set out to achieve in the first place although those who don't set out to achieve much in the first place end up achieving less if that makes sense so have a very clear priority in terms of the, the investments you want to make and the return that you want to achieve because if you don't have that in place then more often than not uh, like most people you'll end up uh, achieving maybe one or two good returns depending on how, how many properties you have uh, but uh, for the majority it will be uh, average to mediocre return so make sure that you make your investments work hard for you because it, it's important Alongside that, uh, successful and wealthy people uh, teach success habits. Uh, so they, they tend to teach good daily success habits to their children, to their colleagues, to their associates, to their friends, uh, because they understand uh, that cultivating a positive uh, habit uh, can change one's outlook and can change one's life. Uh, and while they're helping on a supporting others by teaching them success habits uh, they're also obviously giving information and value but at the same time they've implemented those habits themselves so you've got to do something first before you start sharing that with other people because you gain credibility if you have done something and then you can share that as opposed to let's say somebody who isn't an early riser and says you know the majority of successful people tend to wake up early. So I think you, Mr. or Miss X, should wake up early. It's good for you. And yet when the other person asks them what time they say, oh, I'm a night owl, I'm, I'm not a, a morning person. Well, that isn't going to be congruent and isn't quite going to work. So if you wake up early and you share that with other people and share the benefits, uh, other people are more likely to pay attention to you uh, and take you as a credible source of information. So it's in incredibly important that you lead from the front. Taking risks is again important, uh, but your attitude towards risk depends on how ambitious you are uh, and how you perceive risk. Uh, and again, this is personal to every single person. I'm not here to share with anybody uh, what their attitude towards risk should be uh, because that's based on their own profile and, and their own uh, view of life and what's happened in the past in terms of mistakes and uh, things that have gone well. Uh, but generally speaking, people who tend to be more successful and wealthy tend to take calculated risks, but also they uh, tend to take uh, bigger risks because they understand 
it's a bigger upside and a bigger return. But of course, when the risk increases, uh, then the chances of losing something also increase. So you've, just, you've got to balance that out to see what works for you. And the more confidence that you gain and the more deals that you do, uh, the more you are prone and open to taking a bit more risk because you can afford to. So again, the, this is different for every single person. It just depends on where you are in terms of your own uh, journey. But one thing that most successful people do is they have usually a morning ritual. And this is different for different people. Uh, for some people, it would be wake up in the morning, say a prayer. For others, it would be read a book. For others, it would be uh, go for a walk. Some will do yoga, some will do meditation. Uh, uh, different people have different things that they tune into that just helps them to relax their mind in the morning and just make a good start. So having a morning ritual is a very good habit to have in place. Uh, and what that is obviously depends on you and, and how you perceive things. Something else which you ought to do uh, in, in terms of uh, looking at successful people is focus on your strengths. All too often, uh, people tend to focus on their weaknesses and what they're not good at. And sometimes they think they're not good at most things or they think they're worse at something than they actually are. Uh, so when, when you focus on your strengths, then you can look at how you can leverage those strengths and achieve more. And once you know what your strengths are, then it's, I mean, this is quite simple. Then you've do things which are in line with your strengths. Those five, five into 25 that I shared, you, when you prioritize, you make sure you prioritize the five which are most important to you, but are aligned with your strengths. So you, you can focus on those and the rest you either don't do or you delegate. So it, it's important to go on that journey to understand what you're good at. And have you done that exercise? Have you sat down and looked very carefully at the things that you're good at and things that you're not good at? And this isn't, by, by the way, based on, okay, you know, get a blank piece of paper and just, just write things you think you're good at. This is about looking at uh, your past and thinking, what have I achieved? How did I achieve it? And what uh, part did I play in making that happen? And if you list the last 5, 6, 10, 15 things that you've achieved over the last, you know, 1 to 10 years, uh, you'll see a pattern in terms of the things that you achieved and what you did. And what you did, obviously, uh, is based on the strengths that you have. Uh, and having that kind of focus on your strengths and understanding of your strengths is extremely important, in my view. Successful people also are very good at nailing the basics. Uh, so they understand what the basics are in terms of wealth building, wealth accumulation, uh, saving, investing managing their finances, uh, managing their habits, uh, managing their weaknesses and controlling their weaknesses. Uh, so these are kind of basic things to some extent, especially in terms of saving, investing, uh, managing your finances and having a focus on wealth uh, generation and accumulation. Um, and you need to get comfortable with this if you are serious and committed to becoming wealthy and of course talk is cheap and everybody wants to you know have a pay rise and everybody wants to some extent I say everybody I'm generalizing but the majority want to 
have a pay rise, the majority want to be more wealthy, the majority want a bigger uh, saving pot, uh, they want more returns, but the hard yards and the hard miles that come with that is where most people fall short. So you'll see quite often in the new year, lots of people talk about being fit and getting ready you know, uh, for their next uh, holiday, uh, so they'll join a gym. But after day one, week one, month one, okay, uh, quarter one, some of them stop attending the gym. Simply because it's hard work. So therefore they don't have the impetus, they don't have the energy, the enthusiasm to see things through. And wealthy people are really good and uh, successful people are really good at seeing things through. And that's easier said than done, but that obviously depends on your own drive and your commitment. And if you really want to do something, like I've said before, you'll find a way of doing it. If you don't want to do something, you'll find 10 excuses for why you ought not to do it. And that obviously just depends on uh, how you are as a person. Personal responsibility uh, is also extremely important. Uh, and this will differentiate you from the majority. Because the majority tend to blame circumstances, the situation, the environment, the economic climate, and more often than not, other people for their lack of achievement, for their shortcomings. Because remember, it's always somebody else's fault, isn't it? Whereas the, those who are successful uh, and are wealthy will take responsibility for everything that happens in their life. I think it was... Earl Nightingale said, we're all self-made, uh, it's only the rich who admit it. So wherever we are in, in life, in terms of our circumstances, uh, a huge part of that is determined by the choices we've made. Not 100% because there are other factors which we have no control over, but more often than not, there's enough scope there for you in terms of the choices that you've made. Uh, in, in terms of taking responsibility for your situation. And if you take responsibility and you are accountable to yourself, you'll be more determined, uh, you'll be more focused, and you'll achieve more. But if you point fingers at other people or, or other circumstances, uh, then you are less likely to achieve. So take responsibility for everything. Uh, have broad shoulders, and if something goes wrong, say, what did I do wrong? What could I do better? What can I learn from this going forward? You know, see that uh, challenge, that problem, that issue as a gift. I think this is a gift. What can I learn from it? Uh, and then implement that learning going forward. Because you know, not every day is going to be plain sailing. We will have ups and downs. That's called life. Uh, but it's about learning from the ups and downs and changing our objectives, our view, our actions uh, in line with that uh, to make sure that uh, we have a better outcome in terms of the future. Self-belief and confidence, uh, I think, is a hugely important trait. Uh, and lots of people out there will suffer from imposter syndrome. Uh, where they think they shouldn't be where they are. Uh, others will uh, not quite have the confidence for whatever reason uh, based on their own uh, 
negative thought pattern in terms of they don't have enough education, they don't have the right upbringing, they don't have the right circle of friends, they don't have the right opportunities. You know, it's a long list, and there's no point in me talking through every single point on, on, on that particular list. Uh, but whatever that reason is, they always knock themselves back, and they don't take the chances, and they don't uh, move forward with confidence. And I think confidence is something very internal, uh, and it's just about applying yourself uh, and having enough faith back in yourself. Because if you don't back yourself, why should somebody else back you? If you don't believe in yourself, why should somebody else believe you? And again, this is easier said than done, uh, because everybody's had pretty much uh, a different upbringing, uh, and that's unique to them. So it's you know difficult and inappropriate, to, uh, uh, I'd say, for me to comment on, on one's personal experiences. But what I can say is, uh, you can change and you can improve based on how committed and how driven you are to make that change. Uh, and if you are, you'll do it. If you aren't, you won't do it. Uh, but again, uh, I think it was Henry Ford who said, whether whether you think whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. Now some people uh, argue that Henry Ford didn't say that, so whether he did or whether he didn't, uh, either which way it does make sense, uh, and it is important. As I said earlier, no matter what happens in life, one thing that we're all guaranteed to uh, face is setbacks, failures. Challenges, hurdles, and what differentiates successful people from the not-so-successful is how resilient they are. Now, you're not going to uh, be successful at everything. Not everything's going to go right, whether you're making investments, whether you're running a business, whether you're working in a job, uh, whatever you're doing, not everything is going to go your way. Uh, and when things don't go your way, depending on your attitude towards taking personal responsibility for that, and depending on how you react to that, will determine uh, the outcome for you in the future. So setbacks are just uh, an opportunity for you to say, let me have another go. Let me try things differently. Uh, let me see why something didn't work and what do I need to change now to try and increase and Im improve the chances of success and then if you keep trying again and again and again you will get there uh, but again most people fall at the first hurdle uh, they try it it doesn't work and they say oh this thing doesn't work but it's not that that thing doesn't work it's that that person was unable to make that thing work uh, so you've just got to find a different way of making it work and that obviously depends on uh, how resilient you are linked with that re resilience is hard work so speak to any person that you know who's who you deem to be successful and they'll say to you i've had to work extremely hard i've got a you know strong work eth ethic uh, and i show up and i work harder than my peers and i put more effort in today than i did yesterday than i did the week before the year before so on so forth uh, and Hard work, okay, gives results, period, full stop, uh, guaranteed. But 
the amount of hard work that you're willing to put in will determine your outcome and that depends on how motivated you are uh, and like I said to you success leaves clues and Kiran and I have talked about this a lot in the past so you look at people who are successful whether you, you listen to their interviews whether you read their biographies autobiographies their uh, articles so on and so forth you hear them speak at an event every, pretty much every single person in a roundabout way when asked will say that they've had to work extremely hard to get to where they want to be uh, or where, where they are uh, so that is a very clear indication from my point of view that to achieve what you want to do you've got to work hard and you've got to be resilient and you've got to have good habits you've got to have a clear focus you have to nail the basics you've got to take personal responsibility okay uh, for the things that have happened in your life be it positive negative upsides downsides and you've got to be resilient uh, and uh, all of these things uh, I mean it seems like a long list and I've got plenty more for you by the way and uh, in this episode but you know uh, these things require effort and if you if you put the effort in you'll get the results if you don't you won't you know and uh, again Kieran and I have both said this before you know making money and making excuses uh, is mutually exclusive you're doing one or the other uh, so it's up to you which one you do and I've just I've just mentioned a few seconds ago uh, what's really important is that successful and wealthy people uh, are happy to agree to disagree so they aren't always looking for people to surround themselves who are like sheep and who agree with them they want to hear different points of view and different perspectives uh, so they can challenge their own mindset they can challenge their own opinions, views, thoughts uh, and see things differently. Uh, and yet most people will say, oh, but that leads, leads to a debate or argument and I don't want to argue. Well, it depends how you see things. Are you having a discussion to see a different point of view or to gauge, understand, appreciate, recognize, acknowledge a different point of view? Or are you looking to talk to somebody else and get them to see and do things how you do them because if you if you force your own views on other people others will be more resistant if you share your view and acknowledge that there are different ways of doing things and take on board their view you'll learn and improve so will they so successful people have an open mind and understand they don't know everything they also understand they they never will know everything and that every day is a school day and every day is for learning. Uh, with that, these people also value their time. So they won't sit there and have pointless debates and arguments, be it physically, face to face, okay, or through an online platform or social media, etc. Because they know that that's a waste of their time. These people understand that time is a precious resource. Once gone, can't come back and nobody can make a comeback. And they have a very clear emphasis on productivity and efficiency, both for themselves and their team members. Uh, because once you've lost a minute or uh, an hour or a day, that's it. It's gone. It's never going to come back. And the older you get, the more that you appreciate and the more you recognize and the more you value these things. Uh, so whatever time that you allot to your work every single week, make sure that you can... Uh, get as much juice out of that time 
uh, as possible uh, by juice. I mean, you know, when you're squeezing that lemon and getting every final or last drop from it, that's what you should do with your time as well. Say, how can I be as productive as I can in the time that I've allocated to doing the things that I want to do? And then obviously, there's, then there's finding efficiencies and there's ways finding ways to be more effective. And then there's obviously then finding people who can work with you and delegating to them. Uh, but value, because if you value your time, then others will value your time as well. And you'll value others' time. If you don't value your own time, then you'll be, you'll be sat there and talking to people about random conversations and different things. And you won't be focused on achieving your goals. And if you meet the more successful somebody is, the more that you'll see, the more uh, focused on their time. So if, if someone's extremely uh, wealthy and extremely successful, uh, if you meet with them, they might give you half an hour of their time, 15 minutes of their time, 10 minutes of their time, so on and so forth. They'll give you less. The people who are less successful tend to, in their mind, have more time on their hands. So they'll give you two hours. Uh, and what's interesting is this. And I've done this exercise many a time. Whether I allocate half an hour for a meeting, an hour or an hour and a half, okay, I always tend to fill that with uh, whatever we want to talk about. By that, what I mean is, if I allocate an hour and I have three agenda points, we'll sit there for an hour and talk about those three agenda points and maybe some other things, random things in between. If I assign half an hour to that, we'll still get everything covered in half an hour, but there'll be less random conversations and they'll be more focused. So now I keep the time tighter, shorter, so we're all focused because we know we've got half an hour, so we've got stuff to talk about and we better get, get on with it. Uh, so I build less slack time and more focus time. And that's what successful people do because they value their time uh, and they want to get the most out of every single hour, every single day every single week uh, and you and I ought to do the same every single day because it's incredibly important the wealthier somebody becomes generally speaking the more you'll see uh, and this again no one statement applies to everybody but generally what you'll see is those people have avoided single income reliance so they've diversified uh, their income source and, and they, they don't have one source of income and again you'll have heard me talk uh, before about the number one being the most dangerous word number in business so having one main customer having one source of income having one main product or service having one way of marketing having one key employee having one of every anything is dangerous because if one that one thing goes wrong or doesn't quite work, then you're scuppered. So you've got to have more than one. So, so diversifying and having different sources of income helps you to increase and improve your wealth uh, quicker than anything else. Because if you think about it, let's say you've got a business and you're making, let's say, 50,000 pounds profit per year. And then you create a sideline business Let's say it's an online business where you're selling some products and you're generating £20,000 a year. If you're smart about it, the £50,000 
And this is just an example, by the way, and this, this isn't going to work for everybody. So focus on, on the principle and concept as opposed to the figure. If the £50,000 is enough and adequate for you to maintain your lifestyle, then the £20,000, and let's forget the tax here because I'll be just keeping it simple. Let's just say this is after tax. The £20,000, okay, as tempting as it is for you to spend that money, okay, uh, by uh, increasing your expenditure or buying lavish things or luxury things or increase uh, buying a bigger house so on and so forth the successful people will say that twenty thousand pounds i'll reinvest and make that work hard for me so i have to, i don't have to work as hard so i can increase the return uh, on investment uh, and the positive cash flow that i get every uh, every day week month year so on and so forth whereas the majority will say, I've got 20 grand more coming in a year. Let me go on an additional holiday. Let me go on a bigger, better holiday. Let me upgrade my car. Let me buy expensive clothes, so on and so forth. As tempting as that is, successful people believe, believe in delayed gratification. And they believe okay, in paying it forward. Whereas those who aren't as successful just want to spend every penny that they have and live for today and let's not worry about tomorrow because we'll cross that bridge when we get to it and i think that's not a good place for you to be so think of creating a second or additional source of revenue and income and this can complement your existing business or it can be totally different and remember if you think i don't have the time well if you've got that using the example as i shared earlier if you've got that twenty thousand pounds coming in on top of your main business well you can then do a joint venture you can be a silent partner you can be an investor and you can help somebody else set up in business and say give me let's say a 20 percent share and i'll invest x amount to help it going and i'll also give you some working capital and in return obviously i own part of the business and that will give you a regular return so you don't have to do everything yourself there are smarter ways to leverage your time and to also leverage the capital that you have. So think about how you can do that. Another important trait is practicing gratitude. So this is maintaining a mindset of gratitude uh, towards other people, towards your situation, towards whether you believe in a higher being, towards a higher being, towards your mentors, towards your teachers, towards your gurus, towards your parents, to your family, and saying thank you more often than you ought to. And recognizing uh, when other people go out of their way to help and support you. See, we're all pretty good at, by the way, uh, picking faults in other people. We're all good at complaining, moaning when things don't go right uh, with our team members and people around us. We're not so good at praising the people, giving them credit, and sometimes giving them more credit than they do, uh, and thanking them. So balance it out. Observe yourself and cut yourself out. For every time you say thank you, how often do you moan and complain? And see what that proportion is, and then tip the balance and change it, and make gratitude more important. Because the people who are grateful are the ones who recognize that they don't know everything, are the ones who recognize that they need support and input from other people, are the ones who recognize and value input from other people. And when you recognize input and value from other people, people are willing to go 
the extra mile for you. So personal responsibility, so very simply, which we just shared earlier on, take responsibility for everything and point the finger at yourself when things go wrong. When things go right, be grateful and give the credit to somebody else. Uh, I think it was Zig Ziglar who said, we can achieve anything in life so long as we don't care who gets the credit. So give the credit away and in return, uh, get people's appreciation, value them. They'll do more for you. It's a very simple exchange and formula. Something else which I think you ought to do on a regular basis uh, is generate ideas and generate new ideas. So different people do it different ways. I've seen some people say every day I want to generate 10 new ideas uh, which will help me be, uh, become creative and innovative. Uh, others will get their team members to do it. Uh, others will say one idea a day, one a week, one a month. Or sometimes they focus on different departments and different areas of their life and different areas of their business, different areas of their relationships, so on and so forth. Uh, but generate new ideas and then implement them and try them out. And lo and behold, what you'll find is most of the ideas that you generate, okay, uh, probably won't work. But in between them, there'll be some that do work and will be a mini game changer. But you only learn that and you only get that by implementing and coming up with ideas. Uh, and again, you don't have to have all the ideas. You can talk to people. So I do this quite often, by the way, uh, and I'm happy to admit it. Whether I'm on, the, on, on a train or a plane or a restaurant or waiting somewhere, I'll always try my best to make an effort to talk to other people. Okay, uh, and through that, as you, as you talk, and depending on how long you're talk, talking to them for, I always tend to generate at least one idea by listening to their stories, by listening to what they do, by being interested in them. And that, that, that particular strategy, if I call it, a strategy or approach, okay, alone gives me enough ideas every single year, okay, to implement in my business, uh, which is more than sufficient. While I'm on the topic of talking to people, successful people uh, observe what's called active listening. So they pay attention to when somebody else is talking and they tune in and they listen attentively. Now a good way of doing this, and this requires practice by the way, to if you want to observe active listening, what you do is when someone's talking to you, repeat what they are saying to you in your head. So as they are talking, you're a couple of seconds behind them repeating exactly what they are saying. And what what that will do is a help you to focus. After I mean, initially it's hard because we're obviously used to just listening and looking at people. Uh, whereas when you're doing that, then you then you're focusing partly listening to them and partly obviously uh, following what they're saying in your mind by being a couple of seconds behind them. But once you get used to it, what you'll see is you pay more attention, you listen more, you're more engaging, you ask more questions, you ask better questions you retain more information and the other person can see that you are attentive and you're interested in them uh, and you are acknowledging what they're saying. Therefore, they think you're an interesting person. They're happy to talk to you again. They're happy to share ideas with you uh, and you build a better relationship. The worst thing you can do is be sat in a room, okay, and not be in the room. And your mind is wandering somewhere else and you're thinking about something else and someone's talking to you because believe me, 
okay, most people uh, know when someone's not in the room. The body language gives it away. The lack of eye contact gives it away. The lack of enthusiasm, the lack of engagement gives it away. So practicing active listening is very important because it's going to help you come across as being interested in others. If you're interested in others, others will be interested in you. Successful people will also challenge themselves and they'll go beyond what they think they can achieve and they'll push themselves. Because remember, you and I don't compete with anybody else. We're competing with and against ourselves. And that's based on whatever uh, challenges we set for ourselves, whatever belief we have about what we can achieve, whatever goals we, we set. So push yourself to go that extra yard. Because if you keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing, and you, you'll go through growth, you'll go through pain, you'll go through challenges, you'll go through uh, hurdles. But when you look back after a year, two, three, four, five, so on and so forth, you'll find you've become a very different person, both in terms of mindset and in terms of physical achievement and the way that you see and do things. In terms of challenging yourself, also learn to live in the future. Way too many people live in the past. And they carry wow too much, okay, baggage, excess baggage. And the minute you you to talk to them, it's all doom and gloom, and they talk about okay how the world's an unfair place and how they've been cheated and how the life just isn't fair. Uh, and truth be told, most of us don't want to talk to those type of people uh, most of the time because we tend to think they are that they are miserable and that they uh, just don't believe in themselves. And that they bring us down. So we want to have happy conversations. We want to have productive conversations. Now, of course, this sometimes somebody's going through a hard time, and I get that. And we're there to support them. Uh, and they'll talk about how things are going wrong. And you put your uh, arm around them, and, and you support them. Absolutely fine. But someone who has a consistent habit, always you know, moaning and groaning, uh, aren't exactly going to be the life of the party. And people aren't exactly going to queue up to meet them and see them. So when you live in the future, then you... Focus less on the past, okay, and the mistakes and how things have gone wrong, and those are for learning. But the future is for living because that's the only thing that you can influence. Can't go back and change anything. Go forward and uh, and change things and make sure you don't repeat the same mistakes uh, and do the things that you should not have done. Uh, sorry, don't do the things that you should have done and do do the things that you ought to do. Uh, so live in the future. Make tomorrow your best day and the day after your best day. So your best day never comes because your best day is always to come. Because if you, if you already had your best day, then what's the point of carrying on? Because it's over, then it's, it's downhill. So always see the next day as your best day. And you'd keep uh, approaching life like that. So live in the future. Something which has helped me a lot over the past is reading daily. And you'll see... Successful people, like Warren Buffett or others, they read daily. And they read on, on different things, by the way. Uh, so, so this could be on personal development. This could be on uh, history. This could be on a, a particular person. This could be on a particular place. This could be something to do with business. It could be fiction, non-fiction, so on and so forth. It all depends on what you like. But reading is a brilliant, brilliant habit. Uh, it opens your mind, uh, changes your perspective. And books, I believe, 
are your best friend because one they don't answer back two they are giving you huge huge value for your learning and development and you know life is uh, about getting a education it's about lifelong learning it's about going on a journey and again i talked earlier about your strengths look at your weaknesses and if you want to improve on those weaknesses uh, and make them strengths or at least make them less of a weakness then read on those topics so if you're not a good communicator read books on communicating if you're not good at writing read books on how to become a better writer if you're not good at relationships read books on how to improve relationships or how to be a better manager how to be a better person you know lots of literature exists out there and uh make use of it uh why wouldn't you i mean it's obvious isn't it successful people also avoid gambling and this is a good one by the way uh because they understand that gambling is a zero sum game uh it by no means is an investment you're doomed for failure the uh, most people lose money so why would you enter into a game of losing money now of course this becomes a bad habit and and people then uh, are stuck in that particular uh, frame of mind uh, but avoid it in the first place and if you are in that place then get seek support and get out of it uh, because uh, the only thing i think you should be gambling is and if i use that loosely by the way is taking risks in your business because that's like a gamble but it's not a zero sum game because you, you you're trying things but the physical act of gambling going to a casino or elsewhere uh, is something that m- the majority of rich successful wealthy people avoid some of them obviously love to gamble the majority don't and i think uh, it's a fantastic thing to avoid because more often than not unfortunately i've seen it and in tears for people where they l- lose their livelihoods they lose the will to live uh they they lose their family they lose their relationships uh and it does end up in tears so avoid that at all costs successful people also focus on regular exercise and eating healthy foods uh so those two things i think you ought to do and even if exercise for you means going for a walk i think it's one of the best things Because some of the greatest conversations that I have had, and some of the best ideas that have come to me or to me through talking to other people, is when we've gone for a walk. And most people think I, I don't walk much. I probably don't, but I, I do walk enough uh, when I need to, uh, just to keep my mind fresh. And I do more walking on holidays than I do when I'm at work, uh, because there's less time. Because my time's filled with other productive. things that i need to do uh but exercise and whether it's go to the gym whether it's walking running or doing whatever you need to do exercising mentally and physically is extremely important as is eating healthy food living below your means is something i've talked about a lot wealthy people participate and do this better than most others okay uh because when you live below your means uh you'll have enough to save for a rainy pot you'll have enough to invest you'll have delayed gratification you'll know that you have enough okay 
month left after so you have enough money left after the month as opposed to having more months left after the money uh, and again people find it hard uh, if they earn more money they want to spend more it's the law of diminishing returns in a roundabout way uh, but you need to avoid that uh, temptation and think I've worked harder I've increased my income increased my revenue increased my profit increased my net salary so and so forth whatever it may be now the extra how can I okay make that extra work extra hard for me whereas most people like I said will spend it so live well below your means both in terms of the house that you have the car that you have the holidays you go on the, the how much you eat out uh, how much you spend on clothes how much you spend on subscriptions so on and so forth keep it tight because budgeting is extremely important Successful people, people budget better than most of the people. Why? Because they understand the importance of this. They know they've got to manage their money properly. They know they've got to manage their finances properly. They know how quickly money can disappear into invisible costs. So they keep a budget, okay? And they track their personal wealth and through their budget as well uh, and add to it. Uh, because if you don't have a budget, then you're just money comes in you're spending it if you have a budget our, our uh, budget for eating out as a family for example uh, this isn't my personal budget I'm saying you could say to yourself uh, your budget for eating out as a family uh, our, every month is let's say £100 or £150 or more or less depending on, on uh, what your income is and then you stick to it and every time there's an additional takeaway to order, whether it's Uber, Just Eat, okay, an online app or a phone call or, or you know, going around to the local takeaway to buy food. But this is not within the budget. And you might think that's too disciplined or too prescriptive. But, you know, if you want to achieve things, then, then, then you've got to set rules and ground rules and boundaries and parameters and non-negotiables. And you know, it might sound dull and boring, but that's what works. Uh, well, if you don't and you just go, you're blase and gung-ho, then you're not going to be as successful. And, you know, wealth is uh, a frame of mind. It's about attitude and behavior. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.